You're listening to The Higher Ed Marketer, a podcast geared towards marketing professionals in higher education. This show will tackle all sorts of questions related to student recruitment, donor relations, marketing trends, new technologies, and so much more. If you're looking for conversations centered around where the industry is going, this podcast is for you. Let's get into the show. You are listening to the Higher Ed Marketer Podcast. My name is Troy Singer with Ring Digital, and my co-host, Bart Kaler, is with Kaler Solutions. Each week, we meet and interview higher ed marketers that we admire. Today, we talk with Ryan Wilson. He is the founder of Team Trust Productions. We talk to him about how marketers, especially in higher ed, can be more aware and be better about accessibility within their marketing. I think sometimes we overlook the disability community, and today we get a little bit deep about that conversation. Ryan really does a great job kind of bringing that to the forefront. He's a funny, entertaining type of conversation. Uh, I really enjoyed getting to know him, and it's been a pleasure to have him on here. And I think he does a really good job of kind of bringing authenticity to the conversation. Um, you know, sometimes I think it's a, it's a conversation that everybody wants to have, but, but we kind of, I, I know at least I approach it kind of awkwardly sometimes. I really liked uh, Ryan's just approach of, of his humor, his just being authentic and real. And you can kind of tell how he leads by example in that with, with Team Trust Productions in, in how the rest of us can really, you know, provide that in our marketing and, and that authenticity in our storytelling. He is humorous and he is authentic, but he gets the message across. Here's our conversation with Ryan Wilson. Ryan, we are excited to have you on the podcast. And before we get into our conversation with you, if you could share with our listeners if there's something that you've learned this week that you would deem interesting enough to share. Yeah, Troy and Bart, thank you for letting me onto your podcast today. I appreciate it, Troy. I know that was your 70th take with the intro, so <laughs> yeah, right now. Uh, one interesting thing I learned this week is that honestly, winter is here, everybody. It's snowing where I'm at. We have maybe an inch or two of snow on the ground and higher up in the mountains. Wow. They've got maybe a foot. So not a good day to be roaming the streets or the roads in a power chair, but a good day to be talking with you guys. Thank you. And uh, we know that you are in Colorado Springs. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. So even though there's snow on the ground, I'm sure it's beautiful, a beautiful view outside your window. Yeah, there's never a bad view here. I moved here from Illinois last August. I Woke up one morning and I realized I'm tired of looking at cornfields. <laughs> so I just uh, left Illinois, moved to the Springs, and I don't see any cornfields in sight. They do exist, but not where I'm at. <laughs> Ryan, if you would please tell everyone a little bit about you and then also start to introduce us to Team Trust. I run Team Trust Productions. So Team Trust is a production company that produces films and video content. And one of the main goals of what we do is to authentically showcase and tell the stories of the disability community. Uh, a lot of times, with higher education in particular, and even in hospitals, if we're being honest, 
the, the main focus of any content, whether it's written or visual, on disability is the disability itself. Like, maybe you can tell this through audio, but I doubt it. You know, I have a, a disability myself, so I'm in a power chair, and when I grew up, I always saw kids who looked like me on TV, but man, we were always in the hospital. I don't know what the deal was. We were always wrapped in bandages like a mummy, plugged into a number of devices and surrounded by friends and family as if the end is near. And uh, the reality is, you know, I know what that experience is like. I mean, I almost didn't make it out of last year. I had a pretty significant surgery, but that reminded me that, you know, the Individuals with disabilities, we do have challenges, but at the end of the day, we also play basketball, do marathons, uh, earn PhDs, we're, we're stars in engineering, you know, we, we do all these great things, and if we take a moment to highlight those great things, not necessarily in an inspirational way, but in an authentic way in which we acknowledge the reality of the person's experiences, then it's really going to change a lot of lives. It would, it would have inspired me when I was younger to become an athlete younger. Um, I probably would be playing basketball today if I had seen somebody like me playing basketball when I was younger. Yeah, tell us about that. You mentioned a little bit about that with you know being a kid watching the NBA as a, as a kid, but not having the context of seeing you know, basketball players and adult players like yourself playing. Tell us about that. Yeah, so I was and still am a huge Shaquille O'Neal fan. So he was, uh, in my eyes, the best basketball player in the world. I followed him from probably the age of eight or so to even now. And so when he was in the NBA, I watched every single game of his that I possibly could. At, at hotels, at home, you name it, we gotta find the game. But, uh, you know, I, I would dream, of course, naturally, as, as any kid would, of playing alongside Shaq, just winning all sorts of championships, uh, naturally racking in a bunch of dough, doesn't hurt. Um, but also. <laughs> we're not talking about pizza dough, we're not talking about Papa John's pizza. No, dough. no, no, we're talking about money, let's be honest. <laughs> Uh, we're talking about money, but uh, with, with Shaq, it was also winning championships, making the Hall of Fame. But uh, for me, you know, I'm only three feet tall, so almost four feet tall, and right now 60 pounds, although maybe 62 after that pizza I just ate. <laughs> so 60 pounds or so, but, you know, I eventually realized, and it, and, and I will say this was influenced by seeing kids in the hospital who looked like me, you know, I realized that maybe it's probably not safe to achieve the dream that I had. And that dream was playing basketball. Um, but if I would have seen somebody who has my disability um, playing basketball on TV, it would have just made a world of a difference. And I didn't know of the Paralympics, uh, so sports for adaptive athletes until maybe the second year of college. So I went to a community college 
and I did not even know about wheelchair racing. I knew wheelchair basketball, but I did not know about all these athletes with disabilities who could have six-pack abs and who could lift two, three, four hundred pounds. So once I saw that, I knew I had to work on my six-pack abs. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's great. So one of the things that I'm thinking about, we've had um, several guests on the Higher Ed Marketer talking about um, you know, disability, about DEI, about all kinds of things like that. And I know that there's a common theme that I'm hearing, and 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 I know Courtney Cannon was on. Um, she's she's a deaf individual, and and shared with us some things from her perspective. We had Katie Jansen from uh, University of St. Thomas who put together the DEI lens uh, viewfinder, and so. Um, but one of the things, and you mentioned it earlier, is this this level of authenticity in telling our stories, showing, uh, showing the film, showing the, 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 pr- the production of, of photography, of, of everything that we're doing. Talk about that from, a, from the authentic perspective. What kind of grade would you give higher ed? Well, I didn't receive the best grades when I was in school, so I can't say I'm the best teacher. But hmm. I will say I think in higher education, there are some universities doing better than others in terms of showing diversity or disability in ads and marketing, but there are some that are really significantly behind the mark. And so if we were to average those out, I think I would give higher education overall kind of a C plus and that there is a, a significant area of growth and opportunity of growth for marketing and diversity and authenticity and you would say that that's been improving over the last couple of years is that correct or yeah or yeah i think generally it is yeah yeah i think that's an important part and and i i always tell people and 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 i guess i'm gonna say this just to get your feedback on it is sometimes sometimes i think that we get stuck in in especially in higher ed marketing and especially in different levels of marketing where we just want to be able to check boxes um, and, and I think that, you know, that's gotten a lot of schools in trouble. I remember, you know, 20, 30 years ago about, you know, photoshopping people into crowds because they wanted to show diversity in some kind it's of like a bad idea. Yeah, a really bad idea. But I mean, I think that as I'm as I'm talking about that, I always go back to the fact that, you know, let's not talk about it in terms of percentages or checking boxes or all this stuff. But let's talk about it in the terms of just how would I feel? What would I want to see if I were a, a student looking for this and I was in this particular group or had this um, whatever? A little bit more of a gold rule type of thing. I mean, is that is that a little bit of the authenticity that you're talking about and the way that you approach it? Yeah, yeah, I, I think you're exactly right. Um, higher education is so interesting and complex. You know, what what is fascinating and also unfortunate is that you know, 25%, so that's one in four students with disabilities drop out of college after the first year. And then after the next year, it's 35%. Um, so those are, are not good numbers, but they are numbers to really pay attention to. And I think the reality is, and I'm not, you know, bashing anybody, I'm just stating the facts. You know, the reality is disability is not necessarily top of mind for anybody until let's say we have a personal relationship with someone who 
has a disability, uses a chair, uses a walking stick, a service dog, whatever. But then there's the other side of the spectrum of disability is not necessarily top of mind until, whoa, we have this big problem going on with our campus. It is not ADA compliant. We need to do something now. Mm-hmm. And, and so what we try to do with Team Trust is we try to be proactive instead of reactive. You know, mm-hmm. we, we look at how can we address disability from these, these respectful and empathetic angles so you don't have any problems down the road when, let's be honest, there are going to be more individuals with disabilities coming through your campus, whether they're alumni, current students, you know, future students, whatever. And so, you know, when we talk about authenticity, you know, it's also going beyond just doing a video on somebody like myself or somebody who has a disability on campus. It's, it's let's take this beyond the video and let's spend some time with the person. You know, let's, let's show up to a, a disability student group, you know, let's tap into these local nonprofits that have all these connections and just build a relationship and, and, and make sure that they know we care about them. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. Today's podcast is brought to you by Ardeo Education Solutions. Ardeo helps colleges and universities increase access to education while giving students and families financial peace of mind. Ardeo's loan repayment assistance programs, known as LRAPs, help students with modest incomes repay their federal student, parent plus, and private loans. Ardeo's LRAPs give students the confidence they need to enroll and are a win-win for your institution. To learn more about Ardeo and see case studies from institutions like yours, visit ardeo.org. That's A-R-D-E-O dot org. Welcome back. Let's rejoin the conversation right here on the Higher Ed Marketer. I love that. Just that empathy, that empathetic, let, let them know that we care about them is so critical. I know one of the big things that a lot of campuses are talking about, we kind of referenced it earlier, is, is you know, DEI, you know, diversity, equity, and inclusion. How do you feel, um, you know, that is addressing accessibility? Because I think sometimes we get so caught up in DEI focused on race and gender issues that, that I think a lot of times, you know, accessibility and, and those individuals with disability tends to get lost in the, in what I would consider making it too political. How do you feel like all that fits in with, with all this talk about DEI? Yeah, well, just short and sweet, uh, diversity includes disability. Telling stories, capturing the reality of the world. And the reality of the world is, you know, 15% of the world's population has a disability. And so what's interesting is that with DEI, disability is starting kind of to find its way into the same talking points around DEI, but it's still very much afterthoughts. You know, maybe there's a reference or two about it, but um, it, it's, it's, it's definitely not uh, something that is talked about often. And I think part of that is because, you know, I, don't, I, don't, I cannot think of, at least in higher education, one university president 
or one head of marketing who has a disability. Mm. And maybe if that was uh, not the case, we would see disability featured more often at, at any university. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Ryan, earlier in the conversation, you mentioned that if you would have seen people with disabilities doing athletic things earlier that you could have aspired to do that. You would have seen yourself. It would have been easy for you to uh, follow that. And uh, I think it wasn't until you got to the University of Illinois and saw the wheelchair basketball team and hanging out with them, and it kind of changed your paradigm. Uh, What are some other ways that you use or that you recommend uh, for people to have a change in paradigm. The University of Illinois was was significant for me. It led to a massive change in perspective because I I immersed myself into things I didn't know, um, classes I didn't uh, know anything about. Um, but I, I think uh, a lot of times with universities, it's okay, disability is a good idea. Where do we start? How do we start? And so, you know, I I, I think it would be beneficial at at the very least to just, you know, look up some of these big disability-focused nonprofits um, and and just kind of see what they're talking about. What What do they, what matters to them? What do they value? What do they you know, kind of struggle with. And a lot of these big disability nonprofits have local chapters and state chapters and offices, and you could just check out their content online or or even show up in person. And and there are all sorts of disability student groups. Mm. Um, When I was in college, I started, uh, I believe it was and still is the only adaptive sport specific radio program in the country and so we had on all sorts of world-class athletes we talked about wheelchair dancing visually impaired alpine skiing because nobody else was Mm -hmm. um and so it opened our eyes our listeners eyes to whoa there's wheelchair dancing out there. How do I try this? Where do I learn more? And you don't need to allocate 99% of your marketing budget to shake somebody's hand or follow somebody on social media. It's just, you know, showing that you care and trying as best as you can to be open-minded to, you know, the belief and the, the, the reality is that not everybody lives the same way you do. Mm. That's a great, great point. I love the fact that, too, that so much of this comes around and goes back to that empathy, that authenticity, that just us being real. I mean, so much of our um, our culture and has been polarized, and I think that we often forget sometimes that we're all humans and that we're all, you know, we're all on this planet for a moment, and we happen to be on it at the same time in that moment. And I think that uh, a lot of what I'm learning from you, Ryan, is just this idea of let's just talk about that. Let's get to know each other. And let's out of that authenticity, a lot of the marketing and a lot of the ideas is going to happen. And um, 
I'm just curious to hear more about your thoughts on, you know, if you were a marketing director, you know, you mentioned earlier, you know, there hasn't, you don't, you wish there were more presidents, you wish there were more marketing directors. If you were a marketing director at a school and there's a lot of schools listening, what would you do? If I was a marketing director at a university, I would be assessing what we're doing already mm-hmm. and who is our audience um, and what do they struggle with. The disability community struggles with the same thing everybody else does, you know. With universities, I mean, they, there's a massive uh, tuition fee. I mean, it's incredible, but, you know, individuals with disabilities are thinking about that too, and they're also thinking about if I go to this campus, you know, will I be safe? Will I be comfortable and secure? Um, and so, what I would be doing if I was a university marketing director is tapping into the student groups and assessing what what made them choose my university, our university. Um, what brought them here, and then the same with the alumni. You know, what do you, what do you think about us now? Now that you're, you know, five, ten, fifty years out, um, and so I was just trying to assess, you know, what the needs are of your target audience, and within that target audience is the disability community. You don't have to, you know, create any specific planned plan just for the disability community to begin with. Um, but I would also want to make sure that, well, let's be honest, the content is accessible. You know, do we have captions uh, on our main events, utilizing ASL interpreters, et cetera, et cetera. Courtney mentioned that a little bit, you know, with, with her, you know, ASL interpreters. And we've had some other people talk about, you know, the captioning and things like that. Talk to me a little bit about just from a uh, from from your experience arriving on a college campus. You know, do you go ahead of time with the website to be able to see you know the accessible ways around campus? How how does that work from just a, a practical way that somebody could say we want to make our visit as accessible as possible? Well, it's different for everybody with a disability right. and every single person. Um, you know, I, I had the luxury, I suppose, of being within driving distance of the university I went to, the University of Illinois. Um, and so when I was initially looking at the U of I, it was top of mind for me was, and my parents, was accessibility. You know, where are the accessible bathrooms? Can I get into, at the time I was uh, chasing a journalism degree. So can I get into uh, the journalism building? Can I get into my dorm? Okay, now, you know, what do I do for transportation on a super snowy day? Mm-hmm. And so when I visited campus with my mom, uh, we were both, of course, going through the tour and all that, but we both had our, our eyes out for ramps, elevators, you know, maps of what I needed and where they were, where the accessible bathrooms were. Um, and so a lot of things like that that really mattered to me. And, and I think that's uh, very universal for 
anybody with a disability. It's, if I go to this campus and I live here for four or five plus years, will I be safe and will I be able to live out my dreams? Mm-hmm. Guess we'll have to find out. And, and sometimes the campus, the university's website does not exactly answer every question. Right. I maintain, too, that they can't answer everything. We could do more, but it gets down to the relationships, too, of being able to have those conversations just like just like normal conversations. So, great. Ryan, can you give us examples of some of the work that Team Trust has done? A priority for us is telling the stories of the disability community. Um, and so we've primarily worked with nonprofits, uh, universities, colleges, and government agencies. And so universally across all three of those industries, it's, you know, let's, let's address the disability community and uh, in, in, in the way you're already doing. So integrating the disability into your current marketing, we don't have to reinvent the wheel. Um, and so interestingly, one video we did, just a short little piece we did for a community college. Well, it's on me. Not that I want any video to be on me, but it was a, a, an opportunity to showcase how this community college and their alumni are helping the disability community. And uh, that's something that I think applies to any university whether you know it or not, I mean, you, you, you are changing the lives of the disability community, hopefully, in a good way. Um, I had a good experience at the U of I, and so that's one thing we're really leaning into. It's, you know, we don't have to reinvent the wheel here. Let's just, let's just take a moment to really acknowledge and maybe celebrate what you're doing for your students with disabilities, and then you can really capitalize on that and, uh, you know, do more. That's great. I love that. That's a really good, wise thing to end on. Wow, nice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We end our episodes by asking you, who have given so much over the past half an hour, to give just one more thing, and that would be if there's a tip or a piece of advice that you would offer that someone listening could implement soon after hearing uh, something that you would recommend for them to do at their campus what would that be campus i would recommend taking a moment to look at your student groups that focus on disability and maybe that's just spending some time maybe an hour or so uh and 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 hang out with the Disability Resource Center, whatever you want to call it. The, the building, the program, the department that helps that the students with disabilities out the most at your campus. Just let them know that you care. And then just by being around them and, and, and hearing conversations, reading signs, whatever you may, you know, hear all sorts of fascinating ideas about well, this could be a lot better, or, wow, I didn't know we were doing this. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there are all sorts of opportunities at your disposal 
if you just take a moment to hang out with my friends. That's awesome. Yeah, it is. Ryan, how could someone reach you and get more information about you or Team Trust if they would like to? You can go to our website. It's teamtrustproductions.com. Currently, you will see a way too big picture of me on our website. (laughs) And if you uh, navigate around on that website, you'll find my contact info and we can uh, work up some magic from there. Thank you very much. Enjoyed our conversation and I'm walking away uh, with a bigger awareness for disability than I had before I got here. So thank you for joining us today, Ryan. Yeah, and no, I thank you, Troy and Bart. Uh, Troy, you said you're walking away, but you're actually still sitting still. So, <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to think about this one, but uh, really appreciate your time and thank you all for listening. It's been our pleasure, uh, Bart. Do you have any comments you'd like to make before we close out the show? Yeah, I just want to highlight a couple of things that Ryan has said that I think are so important, and I really love the fact that so much of this has been around authenticity and about, you know, being real. And I think that starts with being real in our relationships, being real in the approach that we have. And and even, I mean, we talk about authenticity in our marketing, authenticity in our photography, in our whatever we are trying to communicate in our content. But I think it needs to start with our our authenticity, even in our hearts and how we approach to really kind of build relationships. It's been great to build a relationship with Ryan through this podcast. I've had the same with Courtney and several other ones that that um, I, I've really valued. And so just his authenticity and being able to encourage us to ask the questions, meet with the folks on your campus, you know, whether you have a, a formal disabilities group that, that already meets, or if you want to just kind of find that and, and find out the alumni and, and the friends and, and other people, do yourself a favor and start to build those relationships to, to like Troy said, build the awareness and, and be able to be a, a lot more uh, of a better person and a better marketer. And I think also just kind of doing what is right. I mean, it comes down to that. I mean, we, there's a lot of acronyms. There's, there's alphabet soup out there about all these different things that we can go on and on about. I mean, we talked about DEI, ADA. It comes down to doing the right thing, doing what we would want somebody else to do if we were in that position. And I think that's a really good place to start. So, Ryan, thank you again for being on the, on the podcast and being our guest. Of course. Thank you. The Higher Ed Marketer Podcast is sponsored by Kaler Solutions, an education, marketing, and branding agency, and by Ring Digital, providing significant lifts and yield by following your list with precisely targeted ads. If you like the show, we would ask that you please subscribe and maybe tell a friend about it. We're trying to spread the word. On behalf of our wonderful guest, Ryan, my co-host, Bart, and me, Troy, thank you for joining us. You've been listening to The Higher Ed Marketer. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you're listening with Apple Podcasts, we'd love for you to leave a quick rating of the show. Simply tap the number of stars you think the podcast deserves. Until next time.